Welcome, everybody, to another week of Maction. I am your host, former NIU Husky Mark Scafidi, and Akron alum as well. Um, let's just get right into it. Week one, college football. Amazing. Tons of great games across the board. LSU loses on the final play of the game. Uh, big games everywhere. Exciting finishes. Ohio State, Notre Dame. Um, Mac games, well, that was by and large a disaster of a week for the Mid-American Conference. No wins of any stature whatsoever. Some blowouts across the board and some FCS wins. It was a disaster of a week for the, for the Mac. Nothing to brag about. Nothing good happened for anybody. Um, a bunch of FCS wins. And one group of five win. That's it. And a blowout's everywhere else, it seems. Um, not a lot of opportunities to rebound next week for week two. Granted, yeah, you, you, assuming Kent State beats, beats Oklahoma, sure, yeah, that's an, a, a monster win for the MAC. But based on what we saw against Washington, Kent State's got no chance of winning Saturday in Oklahoma. I mean, none, zero. But let's go through the scores. Uh, from last week, nothing is, you know, if you watch the games, nothing here is impressive for the Mac. It's, it was a disaster of a week, basically. The only thing that could have been worse is they lost the FCS, the FCS games. That would be worse, but that's really nothing that you can, you know, brag about. Because the Mac put out, a, I think, a, an announcement on Friday highlighting their FCS wins. You shouldn't be putting out announcements like that Friday, Mac. You can't be bragging about beating teams from the FCS. That's not something you should put any statement out. NIU, Akron, you can't put any of those wins in a good column. You have to win those games. You're an FBS conference. You have to win against FCS teams. Um, Thursday night, NIU beats Eastern Illinois. NIU was up handedly in this one. Um, defending MAC champs, the, the talent level was mismatched completely. But it also felt like at halftime, the Huskies took the rest of the game off. I mean, it, it really felt like, you know, we won the game. It's half, half the game is over. We're done. The intensity was gone in the second half. You could tell. Nobody was really like, oh, there was no urgency. There was no, like, we need to win this game. Eastern Illinois came back. Honestly, they were in the game in the fourth quarter. They had 14 points um, in the fourth quarter. Now, it never felt like they were going to win, but... Uh, they sure were in the game at the end. They could have tied the game and forced overtime. That's how close it got. And again, NIU, such a heavy favorite talent-wise. If you watch the game, they should have won the game, and they did win the game. But you should have won it by more than a touchdown. But again, it's a win. Nothing to brag about for NIU, so it's not a good win. Um, it's just a win. You know, it's good enough. You know, they got the job done. Hopefully, the next couple weeks, they get better because the competition for them goes up every week for the next three weeks. Um, Central Michigan uh, at Oklahoma State, this game was a blowout from the very beginning. Um, Oklahoma State crushed them in the first half. It was ugly. Um, Central Michigan made a game of it at you know towards the end of the fourth quarter. But, I mean, honestly, the game was over at halftime. So, it's... You know, Daniel, Daniel Richardson threw for 424 yards and four touchdowns. Um, 
Lou Nichols had uh, 72 yards and two touchdowns, but who cares? Oklahoma State scored nearly 60 points, and they crushed the Chippewas in the first half. So when the game mattered, you know, Oklahoma State won easily. Um, but, it, you know, that game down, the score is better than it really was. So if you watch the game, I mean, you knew that Oklahoma State was never going to lose that game. Uh, the most embarrassing game of all is Akron. Um, St. Francis should have won the game. St. Francis, he's not good. <laughs> Even at the FCS level, they're not good. And in all reality, they should have won this game. Akron looks bad, like really bad. I, I don't think Akron's going to win another game if they play like this the rest of the season. It's, you know, it's a win for the Zips. But at the same time, you basically got dominated or equal footing with a bad FCS team who came in there and played their hearts out. Um, but Akron looked bad. I, I mean, it was, it's, it's embarrassing that they only won by seven points, but they really should have lost. St. Francis threw a pick to end the game. It should have gone to overtime, and I think St. Francis would have won the game. Um, so if you're Akron, yeah, you got one win. But if you play like this again, any other game the rest of the year, you're not going to win a single game. So Akron, you're in for a long season. If anything, <laughs> the rest of the season looks like it did against St. Francis. Give St. Francis credit, but they should have won the football game. Akron should be 0-1. And that was embarrassing, what Akron put up there on the field. Um, first game for Coach Moorhead, yeah, it's going to get better, but maybe it won't. Because you started against a really low opponent, and it did not look good. Um, Ball State goes into Tennessee and just gets whopped. I mean, they're just crushed. So there's no reason to talk about this. Tennessee beat the crap out of them. Um, yeah, well, Ball State had no chance in that one. Toledo, Long Island. It got off slow. It was only 3 nothing after the first quarter. Which, again, it's Long Island, Toledo. Yeah, it picked up in the second quarter, but you should have probably done that in the first quarter of Long Island. But it's a win, 37 to nothing for Toledo. Nothing to brag about. You beat Long Island. There's nothing there to brag about. Western Michigan goes on the road into East Lansing to take Michigan State on. And they also got blown out as well. Um, the Broncos didn't really do anything great. Michigan State's a good football team. I expected more out of Western Michigan, maybe, but um, they really had no shot of winning that game. The only bright spot, I guess you could say, is Ohio, but Eastern Michigan, they beat an FCS team, Eastern Kentucky. Not a very convincing win, either. They got outscored in the fourth quarter, 17-14. 42-34 is your victory. Nothing to brag about. It's Eastern Kentucky. Eastern Michigan should have won the game, and they did, but barely. So, you know, it's nothing to brag about. Miami of Ohio going into Kentucky. Another blowout. <coughs> Excuse me. The Kentucky Wildcats play NIU in a couple weeks, so they're going to get another shot to play a MAC team. But Miami of Ohio was not close to winning this game. The third quarter blew it open for um, the Wildcats. I don't know. It's just it was another blowout loss for for the Mac against Kentucky. Buffalo goes into Maryland. I watched this one. Um, Maryland's not great. 
but they sure looked pretty good against Buffalo, who did not look good um, for most of the game. They only scored 10 points. The crowd there was so empty. I mean, Maryland is a Big Ten, big school, you know, had a big stadium. Very few fans showed up to the game, you know, considering it's a Big Ten school. Um, but that's nothing in comparison to Bowling Green going into UCLA. Um, if anybody saw the photographs of the Rose Bowl, I mean, there were, I mean, the Rose Bowl holds 100,000 people. They announced a crowd of 27,000. The actual crowd was maybe 5,000. Maybe. I mean, there was not twenty. There were definitely not 27,000 people there, which in the Rose Bowl still, 27,000 people look like there's nobody there. But when you have 5,000 people, you really don't have anybody there. Um, UCLA crushed Bowling Green. Again, not competitive. Um, another blowout. But the crowd itself <coughs> um, in the Rose Bowl was terrible. It's the smallest crowd the Rose Bowl's ever really had for UCLA game. So that tells you where the UCLA program is right now. Um, Bowling Green didn't bring any fans, but UCLA barely brought any fans too, and they live and play right there. Um, but that was just another another bad blowout for the MAC, um, who just they're littered across the entire Week One landscape, just blowouts. Ohio got the only only FBS win. 41-38 over Florida Atlantic, who outscored them in the fourth quarter by seven. So FAU made a game of it. It was a close game. Um, Ohio gets the win. So congratulations to the Ohio Bobcats. They have the only win in week one that you could actually say, yeah, that was a good win. And it, it's not a great win, but it's the best we have. So you got to take what you can get. 41-38 over FAU is the best the MAC has for week one. So we'll take it. Great job, Ohio. Uh, Kent State, late night in Seattle against the Washington Huskies. Um, Sean Lewis and the Flashes had very little chance to win this game. It was 21-3 after the first. They were outmatched at almost every position. Um, they took the fourth quarter off. I get it. The schedule that they have, uh, they pulled um, the starters in the beginning of the fourth quarter, knowing the game's over. The game was, everybody knew the game was over at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Washington was up big. There was no chance they were going to lose the game. Kent State could barely score on them for most of the game. So I get it. Um, but it actually gets worse for Kent State this week. They have to go to Oklahoma. And, and listening to the announcers and watching the game, I feel bad for Kent because they're going to get crushed. They don't have any chance of beating Oklahoma this week. And it sucks because it actually gets worse <coughs> after that. I'm not sick, everybody. I was in a, in a lake and water went up my nose. Still kind of in my system. Um, still trying to get that out. But and it, Kent State has zero, zero chance of beating Oklahoma. And then... In a couple weeks, they play Georgia in Athens. And based on what Georgia did to Oregon, they destroyed Oregon in Atlanta. It, it, they're going to go 0-3 in these games. And I don't know if they're, they're going to score a point against Georgia. Um, Georgia looked phenomenal against Oregon. Um, that's week one. Week one was nothing that we should be proud of. Uh, week two... I assume there are some opportunities here 
for Mac um, <laughs> bragging rights to be had. Uh, we can start off Saturday, ABC, Ohio goes into Penn State. Penn State barely beat Purdue last Friday night. Great game. That was one of those phenomenal first week games. Penn State looks pretty good. Purdue probably played above their capabilities, but again, Purdue, prob Purdue should have won that football game. Uh, this game's on ABC, noon kickoff, 11 Central. Um, I don't give the Bobcats a huge chance of winning this game. Uh, it's in Happy Valley. Penn State's probably going to get to 2-0. Not much Ohio can probably do to stop. Penn State just has more talent at home. Maybe the Bobcats keep it close, you know, pull off an upset. Uh, but that would be a signature win. Don't see it happening. But potentially that's a signature win for the MAC next week, this week. South Alabama at Central Michigan. Central Michigan played pretty well at Oklahoma State. If they play the same way, I see them beating South Alabama, the Jaguars. Who come in 1-0? Central has a chance to get to 1-1. I'm going to go with Central Michigan in this one. As long as they play the same way and Daniel Richardson throws for 400-plus yards, I'm going to pick the Chippewas. <coughs> it's not a huge win, but it's a win. And Central needs a win now to get to 1-1. That game is on ESPN Plus, so harder to watch. Uh, Western Michigan at Ball State. Mac game right off the bat. Mac West game right off the bat. Neither team looked good week one. If I'm going to have to pick a team based on week one, I'm going to go with Western Michigan over Ball State because Ball State looked awful at Tennessee, but that largely has to do with them playing Tennessee. And Western Michigan played Michigan State. And they look better. So I'm going to go with Western Michigan, ESPN+. Plus. That's a 2 o'clock Eastern kickoff. Um, I'm going to go with the Broncos, just based on week one. Big Ten Network, 4 o'clock Eastern. Akron at Michigan State, who looked really good against Western Michigan. Week two of, I guess, honorary MAC status. Western Michigan State playing in the MAC for the second straight week at home. Um, this is a 34-point favorite for Michigan State, and I honestly think it should be higher. Akron looked so bad week one, so bad, so so unprepared for St. Francis. They're going to get a smack in the face this week when they go to East Lansing and probably get crushed by Michigan State. I'd be shocked if they did lose by any less than 50. 50 points. I'm guessing Michigan State's going to score 60 if they want to. It depends on when the starters come out. Akron's in big trouble this week. <laughs> Let's put it that way. If Michigan State wants to score 70, they probably can. Um, Saint, they're going to look at the tape and you know think this is a joke. St. Francis should have do dominated Akron for a while. Dominated Akron. So Michigan State, easy win this week. Uh, I don't give Akron a single chance of winning this game at all. So sorry, Zips. You're going to be one and one after this week, and it's probably going to it's a it's back to reality for you because you know you feel good about St. Francis, and nobody on that roster or coaching staff should feel good based on what you did against St. Francis last week. Back to reality this week, and Michigan State's going to put you there, uh, unfortunately for you. Uh, Eastern Kentucky at Bowling Green, ESPN three. Eastern Kentucky's also an honorary Mac school. Last week they played Eastern Michigan. This week they played Bowling Green. Bowling Green coming off a monster loss to UCLA. At home, 
against an FCS team has to be a win. I'm going to go with Bowling Green because it has to be a win. It's on ESPN3, easy to watch. Not something I would waste my time with watching based on some of the other games uh, that we have because we have FBS games. <clears throat> Holy Cross at Buffalo, ESPN Plus, 6 o'clock Eastern. Eh, it's an FCS team at Buffalo. I'm going to go with Buffalo because they're the home team. They're the favorites. Um, Robert Morris, ESPN3, 6 o'clock Eastern. Another FCS team. So none of these FCS games are big. <clears throat> They're just games that you have to win if you're in the MAC. Miami of Ohio. I don't know. We we didn't see much out of Miami against uh, Kentucky, but I'm going to go with Miami because it's a home team. Easy to watch. ESPN three. Everybody's got it on the app. Um. Then we get to the bigger games. Northern Illinois, ESPN Plus, second straight week. They're on the hard-to-watch channel uh, against Tulsa in Tulsa. Tulsa's coming off of a tough, brutal loss to Wyoming on the road in Laramie on Saturday. Their quarterback threw uh, 450 yards, a career high for their quarterback, Bryn, from Tulsa. Or 460 yards, I'm sorry. He had 450 when I was watching. It says 460. Um, NIU cannot give up 500-plus yards. They don't have the offense to match that. So if NIU is going to win the game, they play the NIU plays the same way that Wyoming does. Ground control, a lot of running. Wyoming barely threw the ball. I mean, they didn't have a, a massive, you know, an air attack like Tulsa. If NIU can control the game with their style of play on the ground, this is going to be a good group of five victory over an American team. Tulsa's not a great American team, but they're still in the American conference. It's a six-point spread. I don't know. If, if Tulsa's air game isn't on par and Bryn's not hitting, NIU's probably going to win the game. If NIU tries to get into an aerial shootout with Tulsa, it's not going to go well because they have a better quarterback. Their guy can throw for 450 yards. Rocky Lombardi for any, you probably can't match that. So it depends on whose style of this game ends up being the style played. And I use a ground attack game. Tulsa's an air raid, air system. So that's a good game to watch because two very conflicting styles. But we saw it last week. Wyoming was able to beat them with their ground attack. So if you follow the Wyoming model, and you have a good chance of repeating success against them. But you've got to play better than you did against Eastern Illinois. That is a given if you want to beat Tulsa. Um, this one's bad. 7 p.m. Kent State at Oklahoma. I give uh, Oklahoma a 100% chance of winning this game. Uh, Kent State, I just feel bad that the schedule makers do this to you. Um, we found out last week there are three road games that they played, Washington, Oklahoma, and Georgia fund their entire season. Those three games cover all of the costs for the rest of the football season. So I understand why they're playing them. It's financial and it's, you know, it's great exposure. I mean, you get to play three really good teams. But they don't have the talent. That was obvious against Washington. They don't match up well against the Huskies. Oklahoma's a heck of a lot better than Washington. This is going to be ugly. I wouldn't waste a whole lot of effort on this one unless you're a Kent State fan and you want to watch the first quarter 
this is going to be bad. So Oklahoma in a shoot, you know, runaway. Uh, they're a 32 point favorite. They probably win by more than that, uh, realistically, if they want to play starters. Uh, UMass versus Toledo. Uh, ESPN Plus, 7 o'clock from the Glass Bowl. UMass is bad. They're an independent. Toledo's going to get the victory, I think. It's a 28 point spread, 28 and a half point spread right now. Um, I don't know. Toledo's going to win this game, I think. UMass isn't very good. They haven't been very good in a really long time. So look for the, the Rockets to score another victory here to go to 2-0. and And I don't think that'll be much of a contest. Eastern Michigan on the road in Louisiana at Lafayette, Louisiana. It's kind of western, south Louisiana. It's about an hour and a half west of New Orleans, in case anybody's going. Uh, you fly into New Orleans, you drive an hour and a half, two hours west towards Houston. Um, the Raging Cajuns are a good football team. <coughs> Eastern Michigan's going to have their hands full. This one's on NFL Network, too. Weird, weird way to watch college football is on NFL Network, but everybody kind of you know has access to that one way or another. Um, Louisiana Lafayette. Well, they're going by Louisiana, but they used to be called Louisiana Lafayette. Uh, they're 12-point favorites. It's going to be hot, humid. It's a night game down there. The crowds down in Lafayette now actually are pretty good. So this should be a good game. These are kind of evenly matched teams. <coughs> oh, I got to get that water out of my system from the lake. <coughs> it'll be better. Hopefully it'll be better next week. Louisiana, Lafayette. They're the home team, so they've got an advantage. But Eastern Michigan, if they play well, I think they can win the game. Um, it's going to be a better week for the Mac. Week one, total meltdown disaster. The teams all went on the road. The Power Five teams all blow up. Um, week two, there's opportunities here for some group of five wins. <coughs> Maybe no Power Five win, but there's group of five victory potential there. So next week, we're going to have way more to talk about in terms of wins, quality wins. Um, I think than we did this week. So uh, come back next week right here on the Believe Sports Podcast Network. You can find us anywhere where you get your sports podcasts or any podcast anywhere. I am your host, struggling to talk, Mark Scafidi. Enjoy Mac football this week. We will be back hopefully next week with some wins to talk about, and I'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.